Rob Manfred had a lot to say in his media availability announcing the MLB lockout. The problem is he said plenty in the words that he didn't use. Also, let's take a break from CBA talk later on, and we'll look at who the Reds' most improved player in 2022 could be, and I'm going to tell you why it's going to be Nick Senzel. That's all coming up here on today's Locked On Reds podcast. Let's get going. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Reds your hashtag first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And I'm your host, Jeff Carr, the super fan and addict of the Cincinnati Reds, who has turned his addiction into information for you. Today, we're talking a lot about what Rob Manfred said. I got some reactions. I got a lot of clips that we're going to play, and I'm going to tell you why I think that uh, things don't look so good. And then we'll have some fun later on. Tell you why Nick Senzel is going to be the most improved player in 2022. And we'll start setting up a Reds Mount Rushmore. That's coming up here on today's Locked On Reds podcast. Uh, Before we jump into that, Brandon Bailey, it's interesting because I I had a quick reaction to this of where Brandon Bailey was non-tendered. And I was I was kind of mad. I was like, man, I really wanted to see him pitch. But he was non-tendered and signed to a minor league deal so that he could continue his rehab. Some of what Rob Manfred is about to say really leads to the fact that Major League Baseball, with it being in a lockout, there is a legal obligation that the players will not be in team facilities. There's no pictures on MLB.com next to guys on the roster. So you're looking at this like, okay, this was actually the Reds kind of doing Brandon Bailey a favor. And I still think he's going to play a role in the Reds bullpen this coming season. So I'm excited to see that. All right, let's jump into what Rob Manfred had to say. And this is kind of how he opened things up. He, he summarized what went on. Um, We came to Texas to make a deal. Um, we committed to the process, we made proposals, and it just did not happen. He said more before that, but this is the nuts and bolts. Manfred is the spokesperson for the owners, so they don't have to get in front of a camera and answer these questions. He sort of betrays his own frustration, though, with that role throughout this press conference, especially when they get into the question and answer portion. But following this, Manfred then summarizes the players' demands, a list that he said they made in May, and they have not altered since then. I'm not going to say much on the substance at the table. Um, Suffice it to say that the Players' Association, as is their right, made an aggressive set of proposals in May, and they have refused to budge from the core of those proposals. Things like a shortened reserve period, a $100 million reduction in revenue sharing, and salary arbitration for the whole two-year class are bad for the sport, bad for the fans, and bad for competitive balance. Competitive balance and the revenue share. Having a tough time with that. There's, there's going to be plenty of thoughts on this throughout the lockout process and all this good stuff, but 
I'm not seeing the competitive balance this revenue share is currently providing. There's plenty of teams like the Reds who like to cry poor and tell you that they can't afford to compete. So competitive balance makes me think that there's parity because of the revenue share. And there's so many teams, and you can ask Scott Boris, there's like 17 teams that aren't actively trying to win in any given year. I don't know that the revenue share is helping that. Manfred then briefly touches on a few points he sees as concessions the owners provided in their proposal that should have enticed the players. The committee made creative proposals to address union concerns, including proposals that would materially increase salaries for young players, eliminate draft choice compensation, create a universal DH, and create a draft lottery in baseball for the first time. There are a few items that actually kind of piqued my interest here, so I'll give them some credit. Eliminating draft pick compensation would be something I think the players would like and an interesting turn of events for the offseason, and creating a draft lottery is also a very nice point. That's something that I think baseball's needed for a while. There should not be this race to the bottom that we've had for the last few seasons. A lottery would not guarantee tanking teams to get a number one pick. It also wouldn't guarantee that tanking teams would disappear. It just, it, it, I mean, you can look at a handful of NBA teams that seem to do it each season, but it would cause some teams who believe themselves to be close to the bottom to look harder at that and really kind of scrutinize that a little bit and figure out, yeah, should we really start losing for a better draft pick if it's not going to be guaranteed, if it's only going to be a lottery ticket that, yeah, maybe we'll get a higher draft pick, but we're not really sure. We've got a lot more in, uh, when it comes to Manfred's comments and, and my reactions to them, but before we unpack more of his comments, you should unpack a Built Bar. Check out Built Bar today. They are the best tasting protein bars on the market, bar none, because they're made with 100% real chocolate. And we're talking about the kind of sweetness that's going to satisfy your sweet craving during this holiday season. I know we're talking a lot about sugary things when it comes to candy, cookies, chocolate, all that great stuff. Guess what? Built Bar has 100% real chocolate made with it. And we're talking about milk chocolate, white chocolate, especially around Christmas time. There's some great white chocolate Built Bars at Built.com. But they've also got this brand new thing, Ruby Chocolate. Just had some earlier today. Phenomenal. It's got like a berry taste to it. You've got to try it. Go to Built.com today. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% discount on your next order. That's Built.com and the promo code LOCKED15. Built Bar is going to satisfy your sweet craving, but it's not going to break your diet. You're going to be able to fit in that good tastingness with the idea that there's 100 cal 180 calories or less, and we've got up to 18 grams of protein in some of these bars. Check them out today at Built.com and use that promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. Thanks again for making Lockdown Reds your hashtag first listen of the day. And before we get back into Manfred's comments, I want to tell you about Jerseys for Jackson. Hashtag Jerseys for Jackson. Man, it's hard to say that. There, there's this great cause, and Christian Yelich tweeted about this in a 
you know, best friend of the podcast, Stephen Offenbaker, shared this tweet and challenged Reds Country to join in. The Sparks family lost their son Jackson in the Waukesha tragedy. I don't know if you heard about the news, the walk, the Waukesha Christmas parade where the guy like drove his car into the crowd. There's been six people that have died and there's so many more that have been injured. It's, it's been a terrible news story. And unfortunately the Sparks family lost their son, Jackson. And they were asking Jackson's school that everybody at the school wear their favorite baseball teams, Jersey to school today. And we're kind of bumping this. Christian Yelich just tried to share this around the league to get baseball fans to come together as a community to celebrate the Sparks family's request and, and show their pride. Today, I'm wearing my Reds jersey. I'm wearing my Adam Dunn jersey. And I know I said that I wouldn't wear Reds stuff until they made a move to make the team better for this upcoming season. But for this cause, I'm wearing my jersey today. Hashtag jerseys for Jackson. So wear your jersey, take a picture of it, and put it on Twitter with that hashtag. Jerseys for Jackson. And show the Sparks family that you you stand with them and, and you want to support them in this uh, this trying time for them. I thought that that was cool. I thought it was cool that Steve shared that. All right, let's jump back into this. So the commissioner was asked a litany of questions. But the first one that I really wanted to hear came from Jeff Passan when he asked just how much of a sense he got, how much of a sense that Rob Manfred got from how close the owners and players actually are to a deal. This is what Manfred had to say. The timing of a deal, you're always one breakthrough away from a deal. That, that, that's the reality. I, I mean, I can't answer it better than that, Jeff. I'm not trying to duck you, but uh, literally I think a big piece of the process is trying to make proposals, have conversations, make suggestions that could lead to that breakthrough that shows you the way. Uh, this is the first instance of what Manfred didn't say that really stuck out to me. They're not close. That, that's what's been reported all along, and so we all kind of understand that. But even from this answer, the kind of hesitation that he has and, and the fact that he, he, he just jumps right in and almost kind of sidesteps it a little bit, Manfred, being their spokesperson, wants the owners, wants there to, to be no inference at all that the owners cannot work this out. He wants the owners to look like the good guys here. He wants them to look like the heroes. So this is Rob Manford, who is a lawyer. This is him basically tweaking what I tell my wife whenever she asked if I took out the trash yet. Well, yeah, in theory, it's already done. Just got to take the bag out of the can. It's really close to being completed. Yeah, a deal's close, but it's not really that close. When asked if the owners feel willing to make any concessions in their next round of negotiating, yeah. Enough. I, I, I mean, let me say two things about that. We are willing to continue to commit to the process to get to a fair agreement. If that involves making further concessions, it involves making further concessions. You know, I, just as a matter of perspective, you know, we proposed 
the elimination of draft choice compensation, this industry had a strike over that issue in 1985. That is a major concession um, that has been the source of friction as to how the free agency system has operated. Um, you know, I, I, we have made concessions. Yep. Look, the draft pick compensation concession is nice. But this goes back to what I said on yesterday's pod. The owners and the players must achieve a level of transparency they currently lack. They are, they are focusing on treating the symptoms and they're completely ignoring the root cause. Respect is missing in these negotiations. That is evident to me. When Manfred was asked about the rift, about this rift, between the two sides, he attempted to sidestep it again, which only speaks to just how wide this rift really is. The whole re relationship issue, you, you know, um, I think people put way too much emphasis uh, on that issue. At the end of the day, it's about the substance. We're here. They're there. We need to find a way to bridge the gap. If you thought this lockout would end tomorrow, you've been living under a rock. It may see some sort of movement by Christmas. I, I could kind of see that, but it's, it's more likely there won't be any grand, any ground gained until after the new year begins. Buckle up. MLB is headed for one really crappy landing. And uh, it's, it's frustrating. It really is. But let's have some fun. Coming up, let's steer this back to some Reds talk. What do you say? I, I've got a thought about a Reds Mount Rushmore and the comeback player of the year for Cincinnati that you can bet on. And speaking of which, the best place to bet is betonline.ag. That's the only online sportsbook that I trust, and you should too. You can go there today and set up your profile with the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus. They've got amazing lines when it comes to NCAA basketball and NBA basketball as well, and they've revamped their setup both on the desktop website and the mobile website for the new basketball season. Plus, with the NFL in the stretch run headed into the playoffs, there's more lines and prop bets than ever before. Check them out today at betonline.ag and set up your profile with that promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial bankroll so you can start making some cash off your sports knowledge today at betonline.ag. And we're also talking about they got great lines when it comes to the NHL, UFC, boxing. They've got your favorite Vegas casino games as well. And, hey, we, we are into conference championship season for college football. Shout out to the Bearcats wearing all red this coming Saturday against the Houston Cougars going for the American Conference Championship. And, hey, as of right now, they're in the playoff. So, yeah. Check them out on betonline.ag, the only online sports book that I trust. Set up your profile with the promo code locked on and get a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag, where the game starts. All right, so we've talked enough about 
Rob Manfred and the lockout and things like that today. Let, let's have some fun. Let's change it up a bit. And I want to start with a question. I said that this would kind of be a Fan Friday segment. We got questions, comments, reactions, all that great stuff. We got a question from Greg from the Lockdown Reds line, which you can reach at 513-549-0159. He asks this, who will be the most improved Red in 2022? I believe that'll be Nick Senzel. Part of it is the point with which he's going to be starting at is far lower than any other player. And hear me out. It's not to say that, you know, I'm trying to crap on Nick Senzel. It's that he is an afterthought. In fact, he's not even really being considered. This past season, he was a no-show. I mean, not a no-show, but he was hurt, so we didn't see him. And this is a guy that we're talking about was the number two overall pick. The guy who was supposed to change the course of the franchise. He was supposed to be the cornerstone of the next playoff contending team in Cincinnati. He's not shown anything near that. Most of it's been because he's been hurt for one reason or another. But even when he's been on the field, it's not as if you can latch on to anything. I mean, he's he's had a couple of nice games, a couple of nice at bats maybe, but overall the numbers bear out of a player who got a cup of coffee and then was forgotten about. This is the year for Nick Senzel to not be forgotten about. This is the year that Nick Senzel kind of justifies his draft pick, I think. I I think he plays at least 100 games, and by playing in 100 games, he's going to put together some more consistent performances and he's going to be a lot better for the Reds on the field. And and the Reds are kind of betting on him as well. They're they're kind of doubling down because so he gets a raise through arbitration. Spot track uh, kind of estimates it's going to be around a million dollars. But with that kind of comes a bit of pressure on him because if he still does nothing this season and it comes to arbitration next year, I could see him getting non-tendered. I think he understands that they're not just penciling him in as a cornerstone of the franchise anymore. They're not just expecting him on opening day to be the guy. Now, I think that the Reds are, for lack of a better term, just kind of betting on him to be that guy and, and improve on something that we have not seen as of yet, because obviously there's a very, very slim, if at all chance that they bring back Nick Castellanos. So they're kind of handing the keys of the outfield, Jesse Winker and left or right field, depending on how they, they swing this, but they're handing two thirds of the outfield keys to Tyler Naquin and Nick Senzel. I think that Nick Senzel actually steps up to the plate here, though, and I think that he is the most improved red in 2022. Thanks for the question, Greg. Really appreciate that. And the last one, this this came from a tweet. This was a response to a take that I had yesterday when I said that Frank Robinson was the best Cincinnati Reds player of all time. He said this. He says, Johnny Bench is the best player of all time, but Frank Robinson's on the Mount Rushmore. And that got me thinking. You know, Mount Rushmore topics are kind of an off-season thing. It's something that NFL shows and, and NBA shows like to do in the off-season. So why not? Let's start it here. This isn't this isn't the start and the end, and, and we're not. This isn't the only time we're going to talk about this. I want to bring this up and kind of open up the floor for the Mount Rushmore 
for Cincinnati, for the Reds, for the Cincinnati Reds. It's going to be, you know, across, across the river up there by, uh, you know, Davu, Davu park over there. And you can, it, it, it kind of overlooks the river and you can see it from the ballpark and, and you'd have the Mount Rushmore of Cincinnati Reds overlooking the city. And I think Frank Robinson and Johnny bench are on there. I think that's where you start. And then probably Joe Morgan. I think Pete Rose has got to be on there or at least in the runnings. Look, I know that people are going to say the off the field stuff and that's a given, but he helped build this franchise to what it is. And he's got to be celebrated for that. I think. And then you also talk about guys like like Eric Davis. How does Eric Davis get left off a Cincinnati Reds Mount Rushmore? You can tell me that that 1990 team might have won the World Series without him, but I think you'd be hard-pressed to really convince me that that would be the case. I think he is the one of the biggest reasons, if not the biggest reason, that the Reds won their most recent World Series. I think he's got to be on there. I think you got to go back in time as well. And there's guys, and and I know that there's only so many that you put on a Mount Rushmore, but I'm talking about all these guys that deserve to be considered. Ed Roush, Ted Klazuski, Veda Penson deserves to be in consideration. Tony Perez. I think Joey Votto deserves consideration. He's going to go down as the smartest hitter in franchise history. I don't think you can debate that. Now, you can probably debate whether he was the best hitter in in franchise history, and I think Frank Robinson has probably beat him there, but the smartest hitter, no doubt about it. It's got to be Joey Votto. But there are so many guys, and I want to hear from you, whether we're talking about Lockdown Reds Line 513-549-0159 or on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and you can hit up the show at Lockdown Reds as well. Who's on the Mount Rushmore for the Cincinnati Reds? I want to hear from you about that, but that's how we're going to end today's podcast. I want to end it on a positive note because this lockout thing is super negative, right? This lockout thing is like, oh my gosh, just, just give me baseball. That's all I worry about. I I know that there's details. I know that the players want this and the owners want this and, and, and they're all coming together fighting about it. And they're so far apart. I just want baseball. I just want the crack of the bat. I want the pop of the mitt. I want a home run. I want a hot dog. I want a beer. Okay, so I can get a hot dog and a beer at home. But whatever. I want want that at the stadium, you know? I don't want there to be a delay in the season. It just seems like they're so far apart. So let's end with some positives. Nick Senzel is going to be the most improved player of the year for 2022 for the Cincinnati Reds. And let's start building this Mount Rushmore, starting with Frank Robinson and Johnny Bench and going from there. That's going to do it for us here on today's Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for watching on YouTube as well. Make sure that you're following the podcast right here. That way you don't miss anything that I've got coming for you during this lockout period. We're going to break things down. I understand people don't have time to read all the stuff that's being written about this lockout. There's plenty of good information out there. Not the best of page turners, but there's lots of good stuff out there, and I'm going to make sure that I keep bringing that to you each and every day so you understand what's going on during this critical time period for the sport of Major League Baseball. But as for today's podcast, uh, thanks for making Locked on Reds your hashtag first listen of the day. Now make your second listen, Locked on Bets. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling have got the knowledge to help you make some cash at betonline.ag. So check out Locked On Bets, just like Locked On Reds, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. It might be the off season, 
and we might be locked out, but we're locked on Reds every single day.